song, Lots of Energy. Start Thursday, November 4th, and our podcast for di- uh, for today, it's 3.30. Ha- happy song, Lots of Energy, which uh, I am neither right now. Not happy, but mostly because I'm a little tired. Not the old kind of tired. This is just a couple of nights of not great sleep. Maybe it's getting too cold. I know some people sleep better when it's cold, but um, Alex should be here, like literally sitting across from me. But as I have modestly suggested to her, keep your vaccination card with you at all times. Uh, Not maybe on you, but I leave mine in, uh, in my glove box where my insurance and registration are. Um, I never touch it, but for every six months when I update my insurance or one year when I swap out my registration, um, she thought she had a picture of it and we were going to podcast here live today, face to face, because I'm allowed to have vaccinated guests who, uh, follow a couple of protocols, sign a form and have their vaccination card. Alex had most of those, except for the most important part. The vaccination card and um, the picture that she said she took on her phone a couple of weeks ago because that will suffice. You're thinking of visiting. Couldn't find it. So, solo again today. Um, I don't think we'll go too long. I, I wanted to, Alex texted me yesterday afternoon and she's like, can we talk about this? I said, I already hit it earlier today. Um, she wanted to talk about the, the Las Vegas Raiders football player who killed a woman and a dog, hopefully, if some have suggested instantly, and you would have to think that would be the case, when moments before the crash, he was doing drunkenly 156 miles an hour, and upon impact, when I think his airbags went off, um, it was 127 miles an hour. A horrific story. Alex wanted to talk about that. I have a couple extra thoughts to throw out there. Nothing new from yesterday about how I feel about him or rich people, celebrities, athletes. Get yourself a driver. I mean, don't you all, most of you, especially athletes, have posses, friends, hangers on? Man, and some pe- multiple people have said, the NFL even has a, like a, a program. And they will come pick your ass up. Because the last thing the NFL wants is to deal with something like this. They have enough problems like Aaron Rodgers, and another story that'll pop up here and there, and the John Gruden thing a couple of weeks ago, and his emails, and the NFL wants to limit their problems, and Henry Ruggs could have limited a problem, and a woman would still be alive with her dog had he not driven whatever it was, twice the legal legal limit in his blood. Um, And I guess because he had a gun in his car at my double the amount of years he could spend in prison, potentially 46-some years. I have no sympathy for him. And you know, before we've talked about my sympathy for people who commit crimes, and many of them can be traced back to systemic issues outside of their control, or those systemic issues that push them into a terrible state of mind, or people who are under, under the duress of mental health challenges. Again, we don't wake up, one... Wanting to kill someone else or kill ourselves. We do want to survive, but we don't want to kill other people. Um, If, As I've told you a hundred times, if you want to die, your brain is not working correctly. Um, So this is all lousy stuff. 
Um, another note, oh, but with the DUI, it's indefensible because he was, unless there's a drinking problem that's caused by some type of mental health challenge or issue, um, and maybe that's the case, I still can't absolve him of this. And I haven't heard anybody correct me yet. DUIs, especially things like this, where other people are harmed, they're 100% preventable. You just have to not get in the car behind the wheel. Um, my other thought with this, the other direction I wanted to go with this is, I, and this is why it's great to have the podcast, it's hard to really flesh this out in full on the air because when I have my, my longer times to talk, it's like 90 seconds. And sometimes you can't get everything in and people are like half listening. They might be flipping around. They might be swatting at a kid in the back seat. Um, these OVI checkpoints, I am conflicted. I've become accustomed to um, them being released and then the media, like they have to tell people, the public, where these OVI checkpoints will be. It's something constitutional. And then the media shares them, myself included in that. I find them on one of the news website and for some reason they're always in Springfield Township. Do we have more drunk drivers over in the area where I live than anywhere else? always in Holland, Sylvania, or somewhere on airport. Um, they happen once a month or so. I mention them on the air, and then I don't have the time to dive into something like this. And I'm sure I say things and people take the wrong way in those 90 seconds. Here, I, don't, I have much more time. I'm conflicted. I want absolutely no one to get caught during those checkpoints because you should not be drinking. I want no one to get caught because no one is drunk while they're behind the wheel. Conversely, I want everyone to get, I went then to catch a lot of people because if you are drinking and then getting behind the wheel when you should not be, I want them to get you before you take a life, injure someone, perhaps yourself, either of those. So I'm always conflicted and I'm extremely careful when I talk about that stuff on the radio. Um, again, I want no one to get caught, not because I want drunk drivers to evade them, because I don't want you to drink and then drive. I want you to get I want you to get caught, not because I want you to be drinking and driving, but if you're going to do it, I want you to be caught as quickly as possible. Um the other reason I wanted Alex here today, uh, she mentioned the other day, what's the uh, controversial food for the holiday season? And she said fruit cake. And we were trying to think of other ones. And I wanted to get to this topic again. And sorry, I'm not trying to sound super serious anymore because there's some some fun things to move into. Um, but I'm just, I'm tired. I don't have the energy today. My apologies. I saw a story and I post on TikTok. I don't sit on it all day long. And if you're on TikTok a lot, you know that there is some chef who dropped some raisins into what many people find to be an unlikely place. And there's a lot of controversy now. Big, uh, big TikTok discussion as, as we emerge from controversial food season with candy corn. And then I kind of relate this one back to uh, pineapple on pizza, which I don't I don't get involved in that. I don't like pineapple. And if we're talking Hawaiian pizza, if we're doing that, I'm going to if we're splitting a pizza, I'm just going to ask them to leave the ham on my side. No pineapple. But I'm not going to get in that argument. Uh, apparently, this chef dropped raisins. Into mac and cheese, and people are upset. Let me throw some things at you at one of the most popular American foods there is, probably because, one, everybody loves cheese, even people like me who can't really tolerate it without something 
to assist my digestion, but kids love it, right? Isn't mac and cheese like something that every seven, eight-year-old kid can make? Yes, maybe. So, your seven or eight-year-old kid who can make that mac and cheese by memory can outdo me. I cannot make mac and cheese. I can't tell you the last time I ate it at all. I don't mind it. It's just not my go-to for a lot of things. My mom actually made, of all the meals... And she didn't make very many good ones. She made a good mac and cheese. She would put some like bacon stuff in there and brown the top. It was really good. Really good. I got excited. I didn't get excited for a lot of my mom's dishes, but um, mac and cheese I did. So I need to I need to follow directions to make a box of mac and cheese. But also, when it comes to the raisins, I would think mac and cheese is flexible and versatile. Um, and I would think... And what do you what do you call like the raisins in this case? Is, is, is that like a top? Like anything isn't anything that's in there that isn't mac or cheese is a topping? What do you call it? Um, I could see raisins making sense. In fact, I could probably rip off eight to ten random foods right now, and all would be fine in mac and cheese. That's my point. It seems like mac and cheese could almost tolerate anything and taste okay. Mac and cheese and cottage cheese. Somebody out there would eat that. Mac and cheese and cucumbers. I like cucumbers. That would work. Mac and cheese and throw some, a Pop-Tart. That would be fine. See, mac and cheese would seem to be very versatile and flexible. They could play all the positions. Um, If you don't know about that, you can check my Facebook page. It's also on our Q105 Facebook page. Um, I was chatting with a friend of mine today. She does a lot of great things in Sylvania talking about uh, she's an architect dude, and she was telling me about some ideas that she she had. And it wanted me to go down a path that we're going to start to hear a lot of as we get close to Thanksgiving and Black Friday. Shop small. Um, Black Friday. Then there's, excuse me, there's uh, Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday, Giving Tuesday. Um, this year more than any, as I think Alex and I talked about the other day, This year more than any, I strongly suggest if you are gift buying, and I think you are, shop small. And you know what? If you're not shopping small, go to Target. In other words, buy something something tactile, something that you can put your hands on. Because as we've talked about, um, maybe I'm being too too pessimistic, too negative, but I think we're going to have a big problem with getting packages and a lot of other things um, as we would as we would normally hope to have a, a normal holiday year. I think if the site says you need to order by November 30th to have your package on time for December 24th or 25th, you should order I would suggest you order it a week ahead of that because there are so many variables in play. I would not take the risk of ordering something online, even if the site says you're guaranteed to have this by Christmas or Christmas morning, Christmas day, whatever you want to call it. I would not take that risk. So, and by the way, there have been warnings on every site that I've bought from outside of Amazon recently that says due to COVID things and due to things connected to COVID, your package might not be on time. I'm paraphrasing it, but that's close enough. We have all lived with this. I didn't even know that I'm awaiting a package, um, but I am. I've gotten everything that I had needed and ordered from Amazon, but every other other retailers and stuff, it's taken some time. 
and I'm not being impatient or in a rush because I know that this is looming. So especially if you're one of the people who have been very concerned about what's been happening or what was happening at the FedEx in Perrysburg, you have some big ones. If you're going to be ordering online and hoping to get your delivered packages on time for Christmas, that is not a risk I would take. So walk your butt into a small business here. Again, this is my point. If you're not necessarily a small business shopper, and I can't say necessarily that I am, I don't think about it. Um, I just don't buy a lot of things that I think would be sm- would be sold at small businesses. My toys, my produce, like my spending is very narrow, very narrow. Um, but if you're gonna, if you're like me, this would be the year to shop small and find these local businesses, even if it's a gift card. For a restaurant, you don't want to be up the creek without a gift, waiting for that gift um, around Christmas. Next up, I uh, I call. So I have, I think, eliminated many of the things I thought was wrong with Diddy. It's not. I don't think it's an arthritis thing. I don't think it's a leg thing. So after what eight, nine, ten days, I have narrowed this down to. It's it's something on his face, like on his nose. And if it's I if I catch him at the wrong time, that's when he screams. So when I thought like Andre was stepping on his feet when they were trying to go outside, actually Andre was like whacking him in the face. And it's not all the time. It's just like when I catch him by surprise. He I I I do something with him I call brindle rubs. He is brown and white, and he's got the white stripe in the middle of his face and I rub it rub the white and he loves that I call brindle rubs but something in that spot is bothering him I don't see any bruising there's no blood he's let me get inside of his mouth there's no bulges my best guess he got bruised somehow and it's not healing like he needs ice on it as if we were to bruise our, ourselves ourself um, but thankfully I called back the vet today, um, and I knew that I know that a lot of vets are backed up. And I spoke to somebody today, and I said, "Hey, I'll take that December appointment. Um, make the appointment, and if I, I'll, I'll call around and maybe find something sooner, because I need someone with some expertise to examine him and explain why he yelps when someone, someone or something surprisingly touches the center of his face." And they said, "Can you do November eighteenth at eight a.m.?" I said, "That's not December." said, yeah, we, we hold these appointments for issues. That makes a lot of sense. So I can't say I love my vet. I like the hell out of my vet, though, and I am greatly appreciative that I can get in there in just a couple of weeks. And I don't sense an immediate concern with Diddy. Um, his mood from when this first began actually seems to be much improved, and unless I get him in the right spot or Andre does, he's fine. He's fine. Tail's wagging. I put a... A blanket down. He loves to lay on things of mine. Put a blanket down in the living room because I thought he had a leg issue. He doesn't, sometimes he's okay jumping up on the sofa, but he's totally happy with the blanket in the middle of the living room right now. He's eating fine. He's drinking fine. If you would look at him and you didn't hear him yelp when something happens, he is actually totally fine. But I have thought this could be the first time that I could be hit with a lashing from COVID. What do you mean? Well, let's say that I couldn't get into a vet. And this still could possibly happen, though. I don't think so. Like, let's say I couldn't get into into a vet, not November 18th, but maybe December 15th. 
And maybe that that lag cost me valuable time in getting him diagnosed correctly. You know, like really cancer diagnosis. I'm not saying that's it. I hope that's not it. But the sooner someone can see him, the better we can find a remedy. Um, And that still might be the case because in most cases, I can get into my vet within a week. And last Monday when I called them, they were like, we got nothing until December. So that's the Diddy update. I don't think there's much more to do with that unless something changes. Um, We... I have to find the tweet. We did what we did for Summit Street for 16 spots on a list. Let me explain. Um, This is a tweet from Kyle Rowland at The Blade. Inverness is ranked 65th in Golf Magazine's latest top 100 courses in the world. Up 16 spots ahead of some courses around around the planet, none of which I'm super familiar with, but... I know the teeth of the dog. Now, that sounds like a really good golf course. St. Anne's, I think they played um, the Open over in the UK over there. I know I think, that, think that's that course. It's a big deal. So, we did everything that we did to get the city ready for 16 spots. Yup. You know why? Because more people who see that, I'm sure Golf Magazine is one of the biggest magazines, websites in the golfing industry. People will see that and now want to visit Toledo. People who don't live here will come spend their money here on us, things in our community. They will leave and go, Toledo has its shit together. It's a great place. So I know that that doesn't help someone in a blighted neighborhood right now, someone who has yet to have their street repaved and whatever other issues that you we might be enduring here. And it's hard to see the long game when there's short problems, short-term problems in front of us. But that is, to me, a pretty good indicator of what was done is working. Last thing. It is uh, two weeks from my last visit to my new therapist, and I'll share this with you. Um, I questioned, others had questioned my 2005 diagnosis of bipolar 2, lesser form of the disorder. And my therapist today was going over my uh, my intake assessment. She said, do you, do you want to go through it? I was like, no. I mean, it's me. I know all of my answers. And um, I guess what the assessor in in tandem with the therapist came up with was uh, dysthymia. I think I said that right. I'd heard of it before, um, but then she explained it. And it is not major depression. It is not acute depressive episodes. It's just there all the time. And that's me. If you know me pretty well, um, I am even keeled, but rarely ever ecstatic or over the moon with joy. And I figure being even keeled is the best I can muster rather than being miserable, hopeless, and just generally unhappy. In fact, when she was explaining this constant needling from the depression that I feel that causes me so many issues. Again, it's not major or acute. It's just all the time. And it's that's chronic, which if you have some type of chronic issue that you are unable to address, you do blood pressure, diabetes, those I guess are the best examples, an arthritis or a strain issue, which my issues were causing me. Yeah, you can understand why. I have, many, I have had many thoughts of suicide, 
It's one thing when you have a massive acute depressive episode for a couple of weeks. If you deal with that, maybe you know that it removes itself for maybe six months. For me, most days I get out of bed, I have to fight through the malaise and the medications and my coping mechanisms and exercises help. But there you go. I would absolutely say I have dysthymia or what she even said, it's like a cloud that follows you. I said, I've used that in my TED Talk. I absolutely use the metaphor of a cloud. The other thing, uh, the other word that I use is melancholy. One of the things that's drawn me to um, Abraham Lincoln is he's been diagnosed for 150 years and many people believe he had depression. There's even a book that I have. I think it's called like Lincoln's Melancholy. I'm like, I get it. And if you read anything about him, very bright man, actually told a lot of jokes, um, but pretty somber. That's why I've been drawn to him for one of one of many reasons. But melancholy is exactly how I would describe myself. And uh, I asked my therapist today, this is my takeaway. There was nothing. She did not offer any prognosis or like, this is what you need to do to feel better. X, Y, and Z. I've been down this route hundreds of times. So we can be more complex with these things. I said, here's what you got to help me with. Um, when I have boredom, she actually credited, I told her that uh, my dad has shared some idioms with me over the years. You keep doing what you're doing, you keep getting what you're getting. I was like, my dad has told me that a thousand times. And I said, I need help when I get bored because the depression has given me boredom. It's muted me from enjoying things. Like my dad said, an empty mind is the devil's playground. She's like, I like that one too. She's like, I like your dad. I understand why you you care about him so much. My dad was happy to hear that his idioms have stood the test of time and the therapist who I really appreciate has, has, has praised him. And I explained to her, I was like, so I get up at like, six, I, my sleep is good. Go to bed around 11, wake up at 6, 6.30, go get my coffee, go to the gym. And then I have time before I come into work, like maybe upwards of 90 minutes. I'm like, I need something to do. I get bored. I get down. My mind becomes empty. The devil creeps in. I said, can you help me with distress tolerance? Can you help me with boredom tolerance? Sometimes kids should be bored. Let their imaginations fly or some nonsense like that. I was like, can you help me with that? Can you help me accept that? She said, no. And this is how I knew that I, I hit a home run with this woman. She said, No. I said, why not? She said, because that's not you. I said, and the light bulb went off. I was like, you're absolutely right. I didn't say that part, but I was like, yes, you're right. I always go back to something that my grandma, my mom's mom said when I was like seven or eight years old. She's like, he always needs to be busy. He's always got to keep doing something. And every kid's got to keep busy, right? But that has lingered with me and followed me into my teenage years, being a young adult an older adult, but yeah, I would rather have, um, I have a pretty short work day, but if I had to work like my ass off nonstop project after project after project, juggling projects, I am intensely focused when I have a lot going on at work, five and a half hours of work. Like I've always said, I don't want to work an eight hour work day with like a lunch or something. Give me four and a half intense hours where I get a ton done and I feel incredible. Like that gives me a high. So that's why like she has she has intuitively recognized this about me. That's why she's like, no, I'm not going to help you with boredom. 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 So I said, okay, 
I need to be better at filling my calendar up. Because when the calendar's empty, the devil creeps in. So there is the thing of sleeping all day, one day of the weekend. But uh, we'll address that in future sessions. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Tomorrow, one of the biggest local personalities that I could grab will be here to visit in studio because I know this person has their Vax card. Sorry, Alex.